Hi there. I am Donna Reesh, aka Language Arts Lady, and this is episode eight of Our Homeschool History. I am only eight episodes in, but I'm only about six months into our school year of the very first year out of 32. So I thought it would be fun um, as I kind of go out of the first year and into the second year here in the next few episodes, I thought it would be fun to go back to a week in the life. So what did it look like to homeschool in 1983 on a daily basis? I've talked a lot about how we got started, about how we were homeschooling my sister, about how we had a little guy who was just turning one uh, during that academic year. And the laws and stuff in Indiana and some of the things that were going on. But what a day looked like. I thought that would be really interesting, especially compare it to like some of today's. And even like to my last 10 years of homeschooling, things were very, very different in 1983. Um, As I said before, we were the only homeschoolers in our town um, that we knew of. I think that, you know, there were probably some isolated or, you know, um, homesteaders, that type of thing. But we were the only ones that we knew of at that time. And we um, were homeschooling my sister, who was in eighth grade, and I was 21, I think. Um, Joshua was born, I was 19. I must have just been 20. Um, Anyway, 20 or 21. (laughs) And um, so I'm going to divide this in two. Typical day, uh, daytime. And then the next episode will be kind of like evenings and weekends and other things that we did uh, to kind of augment Lisa's education at that time. All right, so our typical morning. First of all, I want to preface this with the fact that homeschooling was very, very new. Uh, I mentioned before that we went to the first state homeschool conference uh, in Indiana um, in our first or second year. I mentioned before that Dr. Raymond Moore, the founder of Christian Home Education, um, came to our town and gave a deposition. Um, homeschool legal defense was kind of getting underway. I think it had been underway for a little bit. Um, as I said, once they came in and um, uh, Dr. Moore came and gave a deposition and they were going home to home and visiting and things like that, uh, then uh, at that time, um, it was actually such that Um, we were the only ones left in our city because they started, some people started their own schools. Some people moved to Ohio where it was a little bit easier at the time, which now Indiana is, um, which Indiana was great then too. But the problem was that each superintendent, each school got to decide, each school district got to decide how they were going to handle homeschoolers. So it was pretty vague. Okay. So it was very different in that um, we considered it, more, I would, I would, I maybe, maybe we were more serious, definitely more fearful. I would definitely say that we were more fearful, um, you know, especially after having people knock on our doors and, and, you know, people come through and interview us and test Lisa and things like this. I mean, we were very fearful. I will say that. But also with that fear came a lot more, um, uh, seriousness, I believe, and a lot more uh, accountability. Sometimes, you know, we want all these freedoms for our homeschools and things like that. But at the same time, we have to also understand that people are making a commitment to school their children. And when they don't follow through on that commitment, 
then what happens? You know, whose responsibility is it if we say we're going to homeschool and then we don't really do it? So there is a lot going on, you know, behind the scenes then as far as fear, but also seriousness. So our school days were very serious. They were very um, sacred, so to speak. We had signed up for 180 days of education for Lisa, and we were going to do 180 days of education. That was what Indiana's law was. So um, Lisa was dropped off at our house in the mornings, and this is just a uh, typical like weekday, uh, weekday morning. So we pretty much had the same schedule all the time. And, you know, I think that a lot of that seriousness, a lot of that, um, those fears, a lot of that rough beginning and everything really did set me up to look at homeschooling, both also because I was a teacher, right? Also because I just graduated uh, with my undergraduate degree in elementary education. And so, yes, I did have to unlearn some of the teacher's things, but at the same time, I think that whole thing about coming in as a teacher and coming in under such adverse circumstances really did cause me to look at homeschooling as very serious, very important. Academics, very important. Education, I'm committing to this. I think that there is a lot of, a lot we, that we need a lot more of that, that we need to ask ourselves. We need to say, I signed up for this. Am I doing what I've signed up for? And just take it, take it really pretty seriously because we have committed to homeschooling our kids. So Lisa was dropped off at seven in the mornings and on my mom's way to work. And um, she would just start right away with her independent list. Now, I find that so hysterical because here I was, you know, 20, I think I was 20 and a half. I don't, I, I went to college pretty fast in two and a half years. Um, so because I had a baby and I went year round and I wanted to get done. Um, but uh, she had an independent list. And that was just like the foundation of our entire school. Like all through the years, all of my kids had independent lists. I mean, that was what, that was one of the, the basis of each of our days was that everybody had an independent list and everybody had to work on that independent list whenever they weren't in chore time or working with mom. So that was something that I started, you know, before I ever homeschooled my own kids, I started with that independent list. So Lisa would come and start with her independent list, and then I would get Joshua up in this during this period of time. He was 12 to 18 months during the second half of her school year, and I would get him up. And I remember just doing the same things all the time. And I have come. I am very scheduled and not necessarily moment by moment, but I'm very scheduled time block by time block. I'm very scheduled day by day. I'm very scheduled, um, like I said, blocks by blocks or first this, then that. And so while I was, while I got him up, we always did the same thing. I had posters hanging on his nursery wall and we always went around and read those. I just remember, um, just really sweet poems. Um, about reading and about mom and dad and about sunshine, just sweet things. So, and I've always loved poetry and I love to write poetry and I love to teach poetry too. So uh, I would read him his posters. We would put his toys in his basket um, and I would get him ready for the day and feed him. And all the while Lisa was working on her independent list. Then um, whenever he was all settled in and he was playing, which all my kids were extremely independent players, from 
babyhood. And I think it's just because I homeschooled literally my entire parenting life. There wasn't a time that I wasn't homeschooling because I was either homeschooling Lisa when Joshua was one, or I was helping others with their homeschool later on. And then when then when Joshua turned three or four, I started schooling him with preschool and so forth. So our days were always set up in a preschool way. And I think that that was really a benefit because it I never had this time as a mom, as a housewife and a mother to young children where I wasn't already structured in a homeschooling type of way. And I think that that really did help me a lot throughout my whole life because, you know, other moms who have young children, they can make their own schedules and they can, you know, they, they can kind of work around their work around kids' naps and do stuff like that. Whereas mine was always working around school and it was that way from the beginning. So I just thought that was always comical because people were like, well, when you start homeschooling, what, you know, will you have less time or whatever? I'm like, I already do what I'm going to do. I'm just going to add more students all the time. (laughs) Anyway, such a wonderful, wonderful time. I just loved those first couple of years with Joshua. And so then once he was settled in, I would check Lisa's work um, that she had done so far. And then we would have a reading and math meeting. And um, then she could work on her independent list. This is another thing that my kids always had. Um, you know, they had their independent list and then they had their list of things that they were going to do with me. And so we would just go back and forth, you know, between those things. And so, uh, she had cleaning tasks, which she hated. (laughs) Evidently she didn't have to at home. I don't remember. Um, (laughs) um, and she had, um, practicing her clarinet, uh, she had not had a lot of success in the band in sixth and seventh grade. This was eighth grade. And um, so we had her got a private teacher for her and um, she practiced clarinet and she played in the little, I think there were like four or five teens who played in our church every Sunday morning. And so she joined them and um, it, it, it was rough because she wasn't like fluent in it, but it gave her a real sense of purpose and a real sense of belonging. And so she played whatever, whatever she could. So she had to practice her clarinet every day. She had to do her silent reading. She had to do her math drill. She had to read to Joshua. Uh, she had assignments that I had given her just previously when we met for reading and math. Uh, she had biography reading that she had to do each day, which is another funny thing. So many of these things were things that I do with my kids forever. And I didn't even know what I was doing at first. <laughs> I just, I feel like it was all set. I mentioned this before that Dr. Raymond Moore's curriculum, Homegrown Kids, they laid it all out for us. And one of the things that they really focused on was um, getting her reading all the time. Like she should read, you know, first thing in the morning, late morning, mid-morning, late morning, early afternoon, late afternoon. I mean, she was at a second grade reading level in um, eighth grade. So she really needed, you know, tons of reading practice. And so they built that into us. You know, you're, she should read these biographies. She should read these weekly reader pages and answer questions. She should uh, read a silent reading from a chapter book, you know, even though it was a very easy chapter book at the time. And these are all, and then she had her readers that went with our reading program and so forth. And all of this reading, she did so much every day. So then in the afternoons, um, I would read her history and her science to her. And we would discuss it because she wasn't really great at filling in workbooks and stuff like that. So we would, I would read it to her and then we would discuss it. Also, the fact that she was reading at a second grade level. So that, you know, isn't a lot of content for an eighth grade student in math and science, I mean, science and social studies. 
so I would read at a higher level that she wasn't able to read, and then we could discuss it and so forth. Uh, we did so many things in the afternoon. Again, uh, there was this thing where we were schooling. We schooled. She didn't watch. Well, we didn't have anything to watch at the time, but she, she we didn't do anything but school. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, we did other things, but they were all like learning and growing and um, serving and just anything that uh, was was advantageous to our education. So in the afternoons, we baked, we cooked, we organized. She would play with Joshua. Um, uh, I would do some more intensive lessons or maybe like always another reading lesson in the afternoon when Joshua napped. And our days were just like this. They were just similar. And I just fell in love with that. And I think that the, the, the pattern days, so to speak, that I had with Lisa and Joshua when I was 20 years old, they were just so, um, so uh, life-changing. They, I realized early on that this is what makes things work. And yes, some of that was being schoolish as, a, you know, as having just graduated a couple months before I started teaching her. Um, but also some of it was just kind of the way Dr. Moore's program was laid out was that your day was supposed to be filled with learning opportunities. And, um, you know, it wasn't any of these, like you do school from eight to 10 and then you, then you play video games or you do whatever you want the rest of the day. That wasn't how we began. And that wasn't how I was instructed in Dr. Moore's materials to homeschool. And so that isn't how I did it. I did it where the days were filled with learning and were filled with growing. And then at 3.30, she would get picked up. Um, and I'm sure the whole way home, she would complain because my mom called me a lot. Um, <laughs> that was actually quite stressful um, because uh, my sister was very spoiled. And so with that, we had all these issues where she, Lisa doesn't want to do this. Lisa shouldn't have to do that. You know, this kind of thing. And um, so I had to stay strong. And it was, I was, you know, like I said, 20 or 20 and a half years old. And, you know, mom was mad at me and Lisa was mad at me. <laughs> so it wasn't all sunshine, flowers, and rainbows. I always say, you want to know what's harder than homeschooling your own kids? Homeschooling your kid's sister. <laughs> but we made it. And now, you know, it, it was transformative for Lisa. I'm going to talk a lot about the outcome here in a couple of episodes of what that whole year, uh, you know, did for us. But um, it was a great year. It was a hard year. Lots of tears. But it was also good. And at the end of that year, we realized that we had accomplished great things together. And we had um, set her up socially and emotionally and academically much better to going to special uh, education classes in high school. And so anyway, more about that later. But that is, was a day in the life or a week in the life because that's what we did pretty much every day in 1983. So thank you so much for joining me. Please join me more for more Our Homeschool History. You can catch it on Instagram. You can catch it at the blog. You can catch it on YouTube. And you can catch it on iTunes. See you next week.